Okay, welcome to Terry Beckert's Professional Service Podcast Series. I'm Amber Teague, a partner in our Austin office in our private client service group with Terry Beckert. And with me today is Dale Rapchak, a partner also in our Austin office in the Professional Services Group. Hi, Amber. Thanks. Nice to be here. And today we're going to talk about year-end tax planning for professional service industry. Dale, why don't we get started? So Dale, what are some basic tax planning items companies should be thinking about at year end? For instance, why don't we start with a accrual method taxpayer? Yeah, we actually get this question a lot. You know, clients call us at year end trying to decide what they should do with um, year end invoicing, year end balances, and it's an interesting thought because they're focused on reducing income for tax purposes, but also have to keep in mind um, if their income is benchmarked or relies around people's compensation. So taking that in consideration, this, this is thinking about tax planning purposes only. And as an accrual basis company, you have the ability to kind of control your invoicing. Now, so people need to pay attention right at your end if they're going to be sending out invoicing. Does it make sense to do it before your end or after your end? And especially focus on progress billing. If if you don't need to send out a progress bill before the end of the year, you know, don't. You might as well push it off just a couple of days to defer that income into the next year. Um, payables are a little more difficult because now you have to rely on your vendors, but Make sure that all of your uh, vendor payables are recorded at the end of the year and reach out to some of your larger vendors to see if you can get your invoices dated. Our clients to remember that the constructive receipt of payment is income, regardless of whether you deposit it in your bank or not. Um, if you're a cash method taxpayer, you're going to need to work with your clients and discuss whether or not they're going to be sending you payment for year-end invoices. Uh, to the best of your ability, if you can have them hold off payment until after the end of the year, that is the best method to, to, to defer your income. Um, as far as payables, get all your payables paid before the end of the year. That is the best way to reduce your taxable income. Agree. Great points. Uh, why don't we move on to any other planning considerations for year-end? Sure, I've got a few. Um, fixed assets. Let's get your fixed assets in service before the end of the year. Uh, bonus depreciation is a great deduction. 100% bonus depreciation in 2022. That starts to filter away after the end of this year. Um, now, you don't have to buy all your assets. They just have to be placed in service, whether or not you pay for them or not. So that's a great great tax tool that doesn't cost you any money. Um, payroll, you know, if your employees have, have worked well this year and earned you a lot of money, let's get bonuses paid out for the end of the year. We might as well compensate them and get the deduction now. Um, also, speaking of payroll, if any um, businesses out there that are listening haven't looked into the employee retention credit, there's still time to do that. Uh, this isn't a tax savings. This is just real cash that you can get back. Um, and I, I would suggest if you haven't heard of 
the employer retention credit or you haven't done any looked into it you need to call us you need to let us get you with our erc team this is this is a good good cash benefit for for many clients that don't even think that they that they qualify so um and something i think a lot of our professional services clients do is research and development they've got r d projects going all over the place um if you're not dealing with getting the credit boy you need to look into it you need to to call us so we can get get you with our r d team but also what's important is starting in 2023 research and development expenses are no longer currently deductible you're going to be required to capitalize them and amortize them over a longer life, five to 15 years. So it would be important if you can push as much R&D expenses into this current year as possible and get a current deduction, it'd be great benefit to you guys. So, um, so those are just some easy kind of basic tax planning tools that, that all companies should be doing. But since we're talking about professional services, you know, typically our professional services clients, they're pass-through entities. Right, and that means that the owners are individuals and they are the ultimate taxpayers, not the company. And so something I want the people on this, uh, that are listening to this podcast think about, if you're a business owner and you're doing this tax planning, if you have debt on your books, if you utilize debt for asset acquisition or operating profits, um, operating um, working capital, you really gotta pay attention because it could be it could be problematic when it comes to tax planning. It could cause losses not to be deductible. It could cause cash distributions to your owners to be taxable. That and guess what's back? The interest expense limitation. So um, I strongly, strongly recommend calling your tax professional, calling somebody at Cherry Beckard to do this tax planning with you if you've got debt on your book. So now. That just made me think of something, you know, people that are listening to this call, you know, they're individuals running their businesses, but they're also taxpayers as well. And they might be thinking, holy cow, I'm I'm in that situation. My entity is a pass through. All this stuff comes to my personal tax return. You know, what should I do? Well, we're in luck because I'm a specialist in individual tax plan with our uh, with our group. So, you know, I've just gone through some business items and we're what should the individuals on this call be thinking about for year-end planning? Yeah, I think you have a great point. I do think you should start with looking at your overall tax situation. So you don't ever want to limit your tax situation to just your company's books or just your individual tax return. They come hand in hand together to be able to have the overall picture of your tax situation at the end of the year. So I think it's always a good idea to start with a, your income, profit and loss statement to get a tax projector going. So reach out to your CPA, probably beginning of December is a great time because you'll have 11 months of activity to look at. You'll have estimates through the end of the year and you'll start with your overall tax situation. And then you have four weeks to plan anything that you might need to do to have a better tax situation by year end. So that could involve capital gains. I know for 2020, and I'm sure Dale, you're in the same situation, we had many clients who had no idea that they had huge capital gains and their investment advisors did not tell them that they could have a huge tax liability at year end. 
So we had many clients who had to sell additional stock in the next year in order to pay the tax on the previous year's capital gains. So I think you want to also get with your financial advisor. You want to look over your year to date um, capital gain activity and see if maybe you need to do some loss harvesting. So that way you can net out those losses with the capital gains. But I think you also need to be aware of your tax bracket. You could very well, if you have low income that year, be in a 0% capital gain tax bracket. And in that situation, you don't need the, those losses and you can utilize those in future years when you're in a higher capital gain bracket. Another thing you might wanna look at is retirement contributions. If you're self-employed, you know, look at your situation there. You could utilize a SEP, you know, get a higher uh, deduction for a SEP. You also wanna make sure that you're maximizing your 401k by the end of the year. Uh, there's also the health savings contributions. You wanna look into that, make sure you're in a high deductible plan. Um, you also want to be aware that if you're if you have Medicare, then you're probably not able to utilize a health savings account. Um, also, for deductions, whether you take a standard deduction or an itemized deduction, if you take a standard deduction, that's fine. If you itemize, there's potential for doubling up certain deductions into certain years. So uh, we might have a client who you know, it doesn't hit the $10,000 maximum for property taxes, they might pay, you know, 4,500. So instead of paying just 4,500 one year, they might wanna double up and get $9,000 that next year, take zero the prior year, and they wanna group that with charitable deductions. They might wanna double up in a certain year as well. Speaking of charitable deductions, there's many different ways to give. That might include a donor advised fund. That could include appreciated stock. If you don't want to take the capital gains, you want to make a big contribution. You could donate appreciated stock, get a big deduction, or you might want a QCD from an IRA. A qualified charitable distribution is what QCD stands for. And that is up to a $100,000 limit, but I will say that we have clients who get inherited IRAs that aren't yet 70 and a half, they're younger clients, and so therefore they can't utilize the QCD until they'll reach the 70 and a half limit, age limit. Um, in regards to tax payments for year end, we have some clients who might want to, instead of making ES payments, they might want to take more withholding on, on their RMDs, and that way the IRS will look at that withholding as taken out throughout the year, and they don't have to worry about late payment penalties, making ES payments late during the year. Um, so those are a couple points that I always try to look at, but of course everybody's individual tax situation is very different. So I just wanna remind clients that just because your coworker thinks something's a good idea, it might not be the best idea in your tax situation because we typically can get phone calls in regards to if Johnny's doing it, I'm sure it'll work for me. And that's well, and not you, always the case. Right, and you brought, I think the point you brought up right at the start is start with a detailed income and tax projection. I mean, that right, that's that's where you have to start. You have to know where where you think you're going to be, whether or not any of these planning tools will work 
and better yet, what what's the you know what's the the tax savings of doing any of those great ideas you just laid out, right? Yeah, and I also think you know as you know, Dale, working you know in regards to ES payments, when we talk to our clients quarterly, it's always good because they might say, oh Amber, this is going to be a terrible year. And by the next quarter, they have a huge income event that they never saw coming that we need to then, you know, update their tax planning for. So it's always good that anytime a client has something come up during the year that was not planned, that they hadn't discussed previously, they should check in with their advisor and let them know that this happened. You know, how does that affect my tax situation? What can we do to offset any tax liability that I may have? Right, that's a good point. It always seems like the accountant is the last to know, and the accountant's the one that really can help save you some money um, yes. with with these planning ideas you just laid out. Excellent, right? I agree. I agree. And also, so everybody is aware, at the end of the year, you could always provide gifts to your kids and your family members. So just as a reminder, you know the the gift tax limit limitation is 16,000 for 22. It, it goes up to 17,000 for 2023. So just an, something else to be aware of that you could pass on to your family and friends. Yeah, and then you're exactly right. I mean, it's a fantastic, it's not an income tax savings tool, it's an estate tax savings tool. I yes. mean, you know, eventually people are gonna pass away and people that have estates, I mean, the government wants to take 40, 50% of it. So. You know, those gifts, think about a $16,000 gift to your kid could be, you know, a six or $7,000 tax savings at some Agreed. point in the future. Well, Dale, is there anything we didn't touch on today that you think we need to touch on? Um, there's a couple points I want to bring up for the professional services business that could be listening to this call. Th these aren't things that are thought of too, too often, but they're pretty important now. And the first one is pastor entity tax credit. Um, this is something new, but it seems like a lot of our clients are now not just in the great state of Texas. They are all over the country, which means they have state income tax issues. Um, and as you know, the state tax deduction for an individual basically goes in with his sales tax deduction, his property tax deduction, and it's limited to $10,000. Well, a lot of states were annoyed with that and came up with this solution where individuals of pastor entities, state tax liability can basically be assessed and paid by the entity itself and really becomes a tax deduction for federal tax purposes. So it's pretty in-depth. The All the states are different, but we have a fantastic state and local tax team. Uh, if if you are a pastor entity in multi-state, you need to call us and let us get in touch with um, with our SALT team so you can look into it. Tremendous tax savings benefits that are available. Um, retirement plans, you touched on. Uh, the, probably, in my opinion, the best tax savings tool there is because you're giving yourself money. Um, we have a great wealth management team that has some significant retirement plan benefits where they can go above and beyond your normal um, annual contributions. Um, if you are interested in high dollar contributions to retirement plans, you've got to call us, get us, let us get in touch with our wealth management team for their VIP retirement um, 
plan. It is fantastic. Um, professional service. We probably have any people on this podcast listening right now. If any of you are working on projects that are energy efficient buildings projects that involve any type of government agency, the the 179 cap D deduction is is getting revamped and it is going to be a big benefit to you. So our credits and accounting methods teams, they are all over 179D. If if you're doing any of this, you've got to call us. You've got to let us put get you in touch with these guys. It is a huge tax savings. Um, I think those are just three kind of off the wall um, things that people don't really think about, but they're very important and could be big tax savings uh, to people out there. So just reach out. You've got to reach out to us and let us get you in touch with the right people. Um, so, but that's for businesses. I, I'm guessing there might be some off the wall things that individuals should be thinking about too. So any final thoughts on individuals? No, again, I would just say that, you know, if 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 something comes up and you have a large income event within the year that was not pre-planned, you should always touch base with your CPA because, you know, there's, there's many times certain things happen that the taxpayer is unaware. You could have large capital loss carryovers that you weren't aware of, you forgot about, so you had a huge cap gain and you're thinking you owe a whole lot of tax and you might not necessarily. So I think anytime you have something happen that's an income event, whether it's income or whether it's a huge loss event, you want to touch base with your CPA just to yeah. make sure that, you know, come April, you aren't shocked. Right. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and and you know, since we are with, dealing with professional service people on this call, uh, I always like to bring out the the point that you know they call us because they say we made all this money, we want to, we don't want to pay any tax. The difficult thing with professional services, right, is uh, these are people that are using their brain, they're using their talent to provide you know a benefit to their clients, and they give them cash for it. I mean, there's no more cut and dry thing than that's taxable income. And it's hard to get rid of that taxable income. You've got cash in your pocket. There's only one way to do it, really. Spend that cash. So I always tell people, the only, just make sure you find a dual purpose for that dollar you're spending. You know, a retirement, a charity, you know, equipment that you're going to use. It's never a good idea to spend a dollar to save 40 cents in tax because you just become 60 cents poorer. Find a dual benefit for that dollar. and that's kind of the best tax planning tool for professional services people. Agree. Great advice. I would like to thank everybody for joining us today. If you have any questions, please email me, Amber Teague, at ateague at cbh.com. Thank you very much. Please join us again for our next podcast.